Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 38, Clutching Threes and Clutching Knees. My name is Harry. And my name is Ben. And I I like this title, to be honest. (laughs) I think it sums up pretty well uh, this week. We've had so many uh, clutch moments. We've had so many sad moments with injuries. Uh, Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Do you know what's going on? Half the league's injured. Yep. Uh, The injury list is looking pretty stacked right now. Uh, more stacked than a peak Golden State Warriors roster, um, <laughs> which is which is sad news to be honest. Because Gold- yeah. you mean the Golden State Pretenders? Oh yeah, that's right. We've got to make that name stick. Apparently, oh. it's, it's the Golden. No, but it's not even. We've got to make it stick. They're still in seventh, and they're still a fifty-fifty team. True. They're the Pretenders until they can actually put something decent together. Until they can prove themselves. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, thankfully, they're not doing too badly in terms of injuries. Uh, well, but the rest of the league. Steph just came back. I yeah, think. I guess. If was, we did, if Steph. we if we did this last week, we would have been talking about then, how yeah. Steph was injured. And That'd be a different story then. Yeah, uh, but no, the rest of the league. There are some big names out at the moment. I think we should probably touch on how this is impacting seasons. Uh, different lengths of injuries, of course. So there's still time for players to come back. But and, well, an NBA has always been about it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. Hundred percent. And it's always been about at the end of the day, you'll win if you can keep. Like whoever, it's a competition really to see who can keep their team the most healthy. Yep, absolutely. And yeah, I think we've seen a lot of teams that have honestly on paper had the roster, but they've had a big crucial injury, some uh, main player out and not lived up to their potential. Injuries. Or multiple, exactly. And it's sort of like getting through the regular season and then trying to get through the playoffs. Yep. Because playoffs is almost doubly is gruel like it's you've got this long slog with the with the regular season and then playoffs are like this intense depending on how quickly you win your games can be an intense slog with not much you don't get a lot of time in between games in playoffs even if you even if you're successful and win like you, you if you can finish off your opponent early you get a couple of days but if you don't if both of you go into a five to seven day series you pretty much get a day or two off and then you're back at it yeah i think it's kind of crazy to think about because if you end up doing mostly seven game series that's about a quarter of a season worth of games if you're going through and having deep like long series all the way through and then the turnaround between the next season isn't that long either so there's honestly those finals teams don't have as much time to recover and get back next season so So, like obviously the nba is worth Billions. Yeah, there's a reason why the NBA is has a an acronym of uh, of never broke again. <laughs> Accurate. Like you make it to the NBA, and you you make it, you know. But the obviously there's a lot of revenue streams from from games. Like they're never going to reduce the 82 games in a season. Yep. Everything's they've already sort of divided up who gets how many games. Blah 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 blah. Yep. And there's just a, historically as well, I think the precedent for 82 game seasons been around so long uh i think that's just how the format of the league is i don't think they would really the players would cop heaps uh from the veterans if they were like we we did it why aren't you doing it but they they still but at the moment right so there's a ceiling well it's mm-hmm. not a ceiling but people are getting so good and so athletic it's putting like would you say that now the wear and tear that some of the that happens to some of these guys is more or less than say 20 years ago that's a great question actually oh 
Okay, I think, yes, I agree. The athleticism is just in an, another level. Like, Skill level is so much higher. No offense like, to yes, historical players. Yes, they're shooting three. Like, we're, we're shooting more than ever. Mm. But, the, like, I would, I would argue that the speed and the... It's not necessarily... We may not be as physical. I think the physicality has dropped off. Mm. But then that's been replaced with speed. I mean, the game's faster than it's ever been i'd agree with that it's up tempo faster players than we've ever seen but i would say physic physicality wise that's the only thing that's different i think just how intense uh in terms of like the foul calls and things like that were just so different eras ago so i think they probably took more of a bruising but in terms of like the way the game's played as a whole i'd agree it's more intense and upbeat now. I, and i think personally you're you're welcome to disagree with me i'll just edit you out now <laughs> <laughs> um I would say that playing at a higher tempo for more time is going to wear your body out faster than playing at a slower tempo and taking the occasional big hit. I would agree with that in the sense that so many injuries we've seen recently have been just like people slipping over, people hitting into each other. Like those type of injuries, totally agree. I think it's more like the impact type stuff, like fouling and things like that, getting injured, that is less than it used to be. But yeah, in terms of the pace of the game, yeah, I, I, I would I would maintain that pace would would wear out your body more than than the hits. Obviously, like we're getting a lot of freak freak accidents where like people are getting hurt. Yeah, but like it's like you've got a you know Capella with a calf strain. Um, okay, I can't really mention Durant. He his was a, a sort of a freak accident. Yeah. Um, Gallinari is got a knee problem. Uh, okay, Brogdon's got personal issues. Uh torn ligament ham uh, sorry haywood with a hamstring issue kelly ubro with a torn ligament uh lonzo ball tore a ligament um mm. we've got damar with a quad like there's it, it's, that's the thing right these aren't these aren't like these are all like torn ligaments like these aren't stuff that's coming from taking a bad hit yeah it's more just like the fatigue from the season being that up pace and that up tempo. It only takes running a little bit too hard for one second to tear something. And that yeah. that's how fast they're playing. And I would maintain... I'm just going to... Uh, yeah, I'm going to keep saying it. I think that the pace they play at is really, really... Not dangerous, but they're so tired and they put so much pressure on their bodies. Mm. They're, they're... By playing fast, they're wrecking themselves. The only counter argument I'll quickly pop in is that the medicine and technology we have these days is so much better. Oh, so I absolutely. think the, the rehab and keeping people in a better better shape, I guess, that could, is one positive now. But can everyone afford to put a million dollars plus a year into like LeBron does? I mean, I think most teams have pretty much all their players on very, very solid uh, regimes, I think. So I think uh, the technology is uh, there. Some, the other some clubs better than others. I mean, yes, that's true. There's a difference between teams. Uh, but the other difference too is that I think as soon as there's something questionable... The players are pulled out, they're rested, they're rehabbed, whatever they need, and then they're back in. Back in the day, you had a bit of an injury. They're like, you'll be fine. Just play through it. Put a bit of horse tranquilizer in your knee. You'll be oh, fine. Gosh. <laughs> like, I think the standards are different too. Um, but no, I, I would agree that, yeah, the pace of the game, I think, just makes everything more injury prone. How quick and how how much elevation they're getting. People landing badly. So, And yeah. I think the key thing here is that they get no rest. How, yeah. how do we have a product... That's worth billions of dollars. You have these stars, right? These major stars that are worth tens of millions, hundreds of millions. Yeah. Rating people want to see these people play. Yeah. How do we still have back-to-back -back games? I, yeah, this is a bit I totally agree with because 
we, we've mentioned they're not going to change the length of the season in terms of games, but why can't they spread it out or make the logistics better so there's less like road trips, things like that. Like there should be a way that they can work it out logistically to have more rest time. Surely. Simple as that. Or, or less, like, you know, you could see teams these days, it's very becoming a very standard practice that um, if they've got anyone that has injury concerns or even like some of their top players, like they're just, if there's a back-to-back, they just straight up go, yeah, he's not playing the second game. Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. And I think that says so much. Like, if they're not willing to risk their players on back-to-backs, that shows how much of an injury risk there is with back-to-backs. And but how much of a... like? There's no recovery time. Yeah, exactly. So I think if the team's arresting players, that already should be a big enough sign. It's like, okay, we should space these games out better so that we can actually see these stars, what people are paying to see. So Exactly. Like, it's, it's one of those things where, like, if you look at the list of people that are out, like, you've got Jokic, you've got Half of the Suns, You've got all these people that are money draws. Like, people yeah. tune in to see these people. Yeah. Why isn't the NBA bending over backwards to try and give these professional athletes who already spend... And yes, look, uh, being in the NBA is, uh, you know, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. They get paid millions to play ball, and they do everything possible that they possibly can to look after their body. I hope. I'm yeah. praying, and I hope. Because if I was y'all, I'd be... My body's a temple. But... <laughs> Why isn't the NBA as an organization focusing more on what they can do as an organization to help? At the end of the day, they have a product. The product is basketball. And there are certain people that are far more marketable than other people. I mean, no clearer example than we literally just had the NBA record for largest attendance broken with San Antonio versus the Warriors. Look, I love the Spurs, oh, but yeah, no offense, that... <laughs> it was the Warriors who draw that, drew that crowd. Let's be honest. They want to see stadium. They want to see the stars. Uh, off the top of my head, I think it was 86,323. Damn. I think that was... This is just they, off the top of my head. I right think they now. went to like one of those big NFL stadiums because like, it was really funny. I saw a screenshot, like the, the things in the middle, and then there's like a little huddle <laughs> of people around, and like, you see all these... like The stadium was huge. But yeah, I think just the popularity now, it's bigger than it's ever been. People want to see the stars in particular, and they're not going to see them because they're having to rest. You so. see online when you, you see the bummer of like, and it's, and I guess, and the other thing is, is that the teams are a little dodgy as well. They don't always update their medical lists until like yeah. last minute. And then because people are disappointed, like you see online, I see comments where people are like, oh, it really sucks that they announced so-and-so not being there last minute because yeah. that's who I really wanted to see. Especially and people who are like traveling. Like you've got people going internationally, flying into the US to see their favorite player and imagine the heartbreak of going there and they're not even playing. Yeah. I think it's just such a letdown. So it's, they need to do something about it to I, make and the players, think that, yeah. and, and injuries are part of the sport, but if there was something you could do to reduce it, like here, we're not saying that we're going to, you can completely get rid of injuries. No, People are always, not. these guys are playing way too hard for way too long. These are peak athletes, but the, the strain of playing basketball is a rough one. Yeah. Have, oh, did you see the photo of LeBron's feet? Oh, I did, and it was so bad. I sorry, we're not real. I'm not really into feet. Um, <laughs> and I, but I never really not stopped really. to think about um, what playing so much basketball yeah. would do to you. And, and honestly, I was rather shocked at how mangled LeBron's feet were. I mean, especially because this guy has like the best medical treatment of the whole NBA, and his feet look like that. I'm like, oh man, what must some other players look like? He looks like Gollum's feet or something <laughs> from Lord of the like my precious and like pulls out his feet like i think it's just the shoes or something like just cramming your toes into the shoes all the time but my, i don't know, I don't know man it's it it's must weird. just be like the, the the impact or or like i don't know yeah it's just, I, I think it's a 
a bit like ballet dancers where their their feet get kind of compressed. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it must be they that. Must just, like, they're, just constantly... they're doing it so much. Yeah, I you think. pretty much live in them almost. They, so. they, they play basketball every day for yeah. hours on end. Yeah. And then I was really interested to see that, like, yeah, it's a pretty common thing for NBA players to have absolutely mangled feet. Yeah. And it's something I never thought to think about until I saw that photo and I was like, my I know, God. We, we can't unsee it. It makes sense. Yeah. It was just a bit odd. Yeah. I wasn't expecting to see it. It's not something I had really put never two really and considered. two together. Yeah. Enough about feet. <laughs> but ben, it's your favorite. Oh, Join no. the Hoopinions Only fans for oh, saucy, no. saucy feet. I oh. can guarantee you. We can we can advertise ourselves. I can guarantee you. Harry's like we can go like join the opinions only fans my feet look better than LeBron's instead of Harry's hot sauce we can have Harry's hot soles because oh, uh, no. you put your feet on that no 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 please uh, don't talk to me about my feet <laughs> let's move from feet to knees because I just really want to quickly while we're on the topic of injuries touch on a couple we're not going to th- go through the whole list but uh, some no, crucial babe. injuries let's, I think let's go through the whole list every single one all of them <laughs> in depth I think the ones I want to touch on and there are some bigger Feet. ones but, well, we, got, we have to change the topic man we gotta, we gotta bleep some of this in post uh, no but uh, a couple of big injuries obviously yeah, KD's out for a month uh, Nets are still playing pretty well so they're, they're fine for now but one I want to touch on is Tyrese Halliburton who was literally just injured today uh, he was I think it was a game against the oh gosh he was at Wizards I think I can't remember um, but yeah went down with a knee injury uh, at just landed badly and his shoe came off and everything it was yeah yeah not, not really anyone's fault it was sorry it was against um the clippers i think because uh no whoever wow <laughs> whoever elbow, he's, he's done his elbow and his knee Ooh, out at least bad. two weeks that's not good uh yeah so anyway hartenstein went up for the, the defense he tried to like curve around him uh anyway looked looked it was sorry because the knicks did he just slip Hartenstein's the knicks yeah it kind of just landed badly pretty much yeah uh anyway i digress Halliburton, so this this year's kind of been his breakout season because he's been leading the whole league in assists. I, I feel like I feel like we don't talk about some of these guys who are absolutely balling and yeah. But that's the thing. Everyone bowls. Everyone does. We have but to pick the people that bowl slightly better than the insanely <laughs> high skill level that the NBA has. But I said this guy's leading the league in assists. Well, he was. He's averaging twenty and ten, uh, and four rebounds. To he was as well. He still still is currently. No, he's um, well, well. he's he's out. He's out with the valuation they're going to see, but he's at least multiple weeks. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, the, the paces, I think we've been sleeping on a bit. Uh, probably, to be fair, they're outperforming the expectations. But they are sitting in seventh. They are in playoff contention currently. Oh, yeah, that does exceed my expectations. Yeah, so I mean, this is why we got we got to at least shout out some of these other teams. Um I mean, look, and in the league, they're currently fifth. I think they're one of the better teams at just moving the ball. How? These guys are supposed to be be tanking <laughs> well they, i mean the indiana paces are like the utah jazz right yeah I can, I can every time they're like oh yeah we're gonna blow it up and then they get like one like slightly good piece back that does better with like being the main person on the team instead of having the share and then they go oh you know what maybe we found a diamond in the rough and we just keep going and it's like you're just gonna go get knocked out first round every single time i mean that Look, okay, I think they're making the playoffs. Are they going to get knocked out first round? Probably. Am but, I wrong? But Am cons- I wrong? No, but considering they're <laughs> rebuilding, I think they're doing pretty well. But I think they're, they're not being- rebuilding. They need to go lower. This isn't rebuilding. This is like going half like half in and then going like, oh yeah, let's just try and make it work. And it's like, you didn't get any assets. Yeah. You need to tank. You need to be, if they were serious about getting good, they'd go to Tyrese Halliburton and go, look, you're a stud. 
right? You're a bona fide stud. We have you for three more years, right? We're going to tank for the first year and then see who we get in the draft. If we get someone really... Like, if we get first, we're, re- we're ready. We've got a three-year window, right? Right? Yeah. If they don't get someone super good in the first year, they tank the second year and then they all or nothing the third year. Or they lie to him and go like, yeah, we're going to rebuild. Then they flip him <laughs> later for some for assets, right? But you can't half out, you can't go half in. Yeah. Th- this isn't going to get like, sure, it feels a little bit better. It's like, oh yeah, you know, we thought we we're going to be last, but now we're like, you know, we're in seventh. That's pretty good. Wow, we're actually doing really like, you know, for what we thought we were going to be. But where are they really going to be? Where is it going to get them? Nowhere. Look, I yeah, I agree. I think it's a bit of a. I guess we call it kind of the jazz formula, where they just keep being mid, <laughs> keep being Which, medium. If if they're happy of being a mid team, then all to them. But they blew it up and they got some stuff back. And I would be committing hard to to getting some good draft picks. Where what is finishing seventh going to get them? Yeah, I mean, look, not everyone can win a championship every year. No. Like, you still have to try. Not everyone can tank. Because I think the league really should be discouraging tanking. It's sad that that kind of, like, is the way to go. Like, that still works. I think maybe the closest to kind of rebuilding while being mid... Like, I don't even know. Like, most teams have had to tank to get, like, a Luka or get a a big piece. How are you going to rebuild effectively if you're most likely going to get, like, a middle-of-the-round first-round pick? I think the best example I can think of is the Pelicans because they did get a few high picks. I mean, notably Zion, right? But Zion's really the only like star. They've got a few young guys who are playing really, oh, really Ingram. well. But that's what I'm saying. They didn't draft him. Like they didn't take. No, they traded. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, right? Like they have kind of rebuilt with pieces to kind of get their team back there. They haven't just tanked entirely for picks, like a Thunder example. Uh, yeah, well, they I think they tanked a little bit once AD left, and then once they got Zion, they had a bazillion... Yeah. I mean, yeah, they did kind of tank. They kind of got lucky that the pick yeah. turned into Zion. Like, yeah. they, they did not deserve that number one overall, but they got it somehow because they tanked... The, yeah, they tanked the year that they traded AD. They traded AD, yeah. and then I'm pretty sure... Didn't they get the Lakers' first-round pick? Some I don't think it was their pick that got put into first, or they had... like No... It was either that or they had a really low percent chance, but the numbers just... They got super lucky. Yeah. And, and they're... They, they still did kind of tank. So, look, yeah. It, I guess it kind of is the formula to tank entirely. But my point being that Halliburton, I think, was a crucial part for this team. Regardless of this team in general, right? This guy's having a breakout year. I think any team, if they do want to blow it up entirely rebuild and move him somewhere, any team could use him. So, I think it's he, it's really sad. He's had a great, great season so far. Uh, I want to see more from him. That's the point I was making. <laughs> yeah, Sad no. that he's injured. I think that's Sorry, underrated. <laughs> I want to crush your hopes and dreams. <laughs> we got to talk about some of the small teams. Not every team can win it. We got to at least hype up teams when they're doing semi okay. Look, they're doing sem- but that's the thing. It's like I could talk about Minnesota Timberwolves are doing semi okay and they're in eighth. Yeah, let's talk about the Timberwolves. Let's talk about them. We've got some news on the suck. Timberwolves. I mean, yes, but <laughs> it's interesting to talk about because. They tried the Go Bear experiment. Uh, it's not I, going great. But to be I, fair, they're missing Cat. Cat's still Cat's out. out for ages. Yeah. I will still fight anyone that says that Go Bear is the reason why this team sucks. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying he is the reason, but... it's Everyone seems to like to blame the trade. I still think the trade was great. Yeah, I think they, the trade was all right. They Look, they gave away a lot, but for a small market team like Minnesota, you're going to really struggle to find people that want to go to Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll admit, yes, they overpaid for Gobert. 
it does sound like another team was competing with them, and that is why the like I, so I was still, about to outbid them. I will still maintain that I think there was a small bidding war going on, and unfortunately, Minnesota, yeah, well, not unfortunately, but they took it the next step and they got him. Yeah. Um, D'Angelo Russell went out and said the other day, uh, "You either take advantage of me and my ability, or fudged up the opportunity with me." It's as simple as that. When asked about potentially getting traded, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I, look, I, firstly, I agree the trade wasn't the worst. I don't think it's the reason. Uh, I think they kind of have enough big pieces. They're like, all right, we have to try and win now. So they make made the last few moves, whatever. Uh, I wouldn't be mad with D'Angelo being moved, even if they get someone back. He's getting paid like, like $100 million. Yeah, like, I mean, he's he got a pretty it? large contract. He's had some great individual games, but his consistency isn't there. Um, even in previous seasons, he's been really solid at times and then really not so I've always been so, D'Angelo though yeah uh, I mean look I still think a big part of them not doing as well as they had is because Kat's been off for a while he's still oh, yeah, absolutely. weeks 100%. months off so I think that would be a different story but just yeah I think honestly D'Angelo even as the player he is paired next to like Anthony Edwards who's just a crazy scorer too like you need maybe more versatility defensively than what D'Lo brings so I think he'll be great in another team but if they can get another piece that's even a bit more defensive minded honestly defensive guard with Gobert one of the best defensive teams in the league Who do you, want, you want a Rubio a distributor you yeah, want someone that's gonna yep. gonna you know isn't gonna look for his shot first he's gonna look for Anthony Edwards and everyone else first yeah yeah and I'd then, agree with that I think if they can get I uh, don't know what a good example is but yeah Rubio Caruso kind of like defensive first guard like yeah, yeah if they could get someone like that Honestly, I think that would fit better. And even though they've got less firepower overall, with Edwards just cooking like he he is, turning into a star, I think they'll be fine. I think yeah. they just need more s- Ed, solid team. Look, and I still maintain, I'd, I really do like Rudy Gobert as a player. Obviously, he has some some weaknesses, but a lot of the bigs do. You don't have a lot of perfect bigs. Yeah. Hell, I'd almost say that Cat wanting to shoot threes all the time is one of his weaknesses. He really needs... I think he needs to very his offense up a bit more i think he could be a lot more dangerous down low but he's always looking to shoot yeah which is it which is a good skill to have but i think he needs to mix it up a little bit yeah i mean he's one of the best three-point shooting bigs in a very long time he's up there with with some of the best of them but yeah he could definitely dominate more inside which he's not doing enough uh at least his offensive focus is kind of balanced well with Gobert's yeah. defensive focus. So. And, that's, and that's the thing, like, people go, oh, you can't play him in certain situations. And it's like, yeah, but, like, it's the same with everyone. Like, players, teams are always looking to counter each other. Yeah. And, look, Gobert doesn't do well from the perimeter, but you can't deny that if it's near the rim, like, he does throw people off their game. Yes, occasionally yeah. people dunk through him and, and all that. Like, he's Got not... some nice highlights. There's always a couple of highlights of him getting dunked through. But at least... But the other thing is, right, I see a lot of people run out of the way of those sort of things. Yeah. At least... At least, look, Gobert might... Everyone might be like, oh, he just got post... Like, you know, he just got destroyed. But at least he tried to defend it. He's going for it. Yeah, exactly. I gotta, I gotta throw props. Like, you know when someone's, like, running down the highway, like, that they're they're, they're not going to stop no matter what. And to put yourself in harm's way, at least give him props. Yeah. You see a lot of players make, quote, business decisions to move out of the way. Uh, So at least he's going for it. I think, I think, look, Rudy is a huge deterrent for trying to lay it up. If he's if he's guarding yeah. the rim, he's even if he's gr- not getting blocks, just his presence. He's there, a great so. rim protector. Yeah. Yes, he is a little bit. Yeah, again, he's a, he's over. What he's over seven foot, surely. Oh yeah, he's like yeah. seven two, seven three. He's so. got one of those funny seven foot 
people walks where like he can't yeah obviously he's going to get beat on the dribble but if he's already in front of the rim he's going to throw people off yeah so uh timberwolves i want to see better i think i I, look i still maintain i think they can do better i don't know obviously yeah missing cat is not going to help and I don't know if maybe they need a better, like maybe it's a coaching thing. Cause on paper, I feel like, especially with how the West is right now. Yeah. Part of it's, you know what? Part of it's coaching and part of it is just this team's not efficient. Yeah. Some teams they'll be on fire. Some weeks they'll be absolutely on fire. They'll hit their shots. They won't miss. And other times they just get from like, like three from 18. And it's like, bruh, you need to get league. If, if this team could get league average for threes, that'd yeah. be in fifth. Yeah, and I think that's that's part of D'Angelo's influence is probably not the best route selection, a little streaky. So I think him being moved wouldn't be the worst, to be honest. So. I just don't know if you get anything valuable back. or. I mean, I think you get a decent enough guard to replace him. I think you won't be getting like a star. Because D'Angelo, don't forget, used to be an all-star level player. Do they You're need, not going to get an all-star back. but Do they need an all-star though? I mean, you won't say no to one, but, but, but <laughs> that's like what I'm saying. Got, you only need a decent enough like facilitator defender. You've got um, uh, Anthony Edwards. Yeah. If you took D'Angelo away, Cat and Anthony can can take more of the offensive possessions. You have a defensive all star in Rudy. Yeah. No, oh, I totally agree. I think they just need a, a good enough and mostly just reliable guard, really. So, yeah. But the whole team needs to get more reliable. In oh, you know what I like to see? Halliburton traded for D'Angelo. Never would happen <laughs> because Halliburton's value is a lot higher. But then it means that the Pacers can tank, like you said. They can just tank all the way yeah. down, and then D'Angelo can get as many I, buckets as he wants. Halliburton would get facilitated for the I Wolves. saw a rumor that uh, the Timberwolves thought about going after Murray from uh, the San Antonio Spurs. Oh, yeah. But they let that one go. And, up and the Hawks. He's sort of helping the Hawks. I, well, I guess. Yeah. The Hawks have been a bit, bit streaky as well. Um, they've always been streaky, though. The problem is, is that yeah. Trey's so good on offense, but he really, like, you, there's only so much you can hide him on defense. He's a bit like Steph, where yeah. Steph gets picked on a lot on defense, and it's because even and that's the thing. Steph isn't short. If you put Steph next to me, he's taller than me. <laughs> yeah, Steph's like six two. So, but, he's but still for taller, an NBA but... player, Steph and especially Trey Young are on the smaller side of things in the NBA. And uh, yes, you can be skilled, but there's only so much Trey can do. It, like he can he can hustle as much as he wants, but one he doesn't because he's there to score is more primarily a scorer but two there's only so much you can make up before it's you're shorter than everyone else yeah i think definitely two-way players have the edge he's an incredible scorer but defensively a liability and i think just his efficiency this season as well he's dropped yeah. by about six points from three point range so. to be fair he's sharing with um it's dejounte murray right yeah yeah yeah, DeJo- yeah so he's sharing with dejounte murray who i think has been playing quite well um but trey's always gone up and down on efficiency yeah, I think, I mean, if anything, you'd expect him to get a bit more efficient because that's less scoring he has to do from the guard position when he's got another guard that can, can get buckets. Um, but unfortunately, he's kind of dropped a little bit. Maybe it's changing the team plan. Uh, could be affecting a little bit, perhaps, but adjustment period. Uh, but yeah, they're kind of borderline plans at the moment. Um, yeah, which is weird because they've got a pretty, like, they've only got Clint Capella out, which, to be fair, Clint Capella is... I mean, kind of a bit of a centerpiece for the team. Did a bit, of impor- bit, a bit important, but yeah. compared to other teams, they're doing quite well mm. with with people. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see if they can pull things back. Talking about uh, teams that may or may not, or should tank, what do you think about the Chicago Bulls? Ooh, good question. We've 
I think we've got a we, we haven't got a, a sound clip ready for this yet, but we will have one where we've got cursed or called it. Yeah. So we we have an an uncanny ability to curse people whenever we talk about them on this show. We call it the opinions curse. Yeah. Whenever we talk smack about someone, they'll do the opposite. If they're playing really bad and we mention it, they'll play really, really good. <laughs> it's the curse of opinions. We we curse everyone on a weekly basis. Sometimes we don't mean to, sorry. Sometimes we call it though. Yep. And last week we were talk we were questioning or was it last week or the week before? Uh, last or, week I think actually. One or two episodes ago we or were talking before, yeah. Well we 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 called an episode about it and then I think we kept bringing it up, but we've been yeah. talking a lot about Zach Levine and whether he is is he just a good pl- like when they're bad he just shines because he's an average player. Like he's still a good player. Yeah. But now that they've got a better team around him, he's just not looking good. And there's been a lot of rumors about issues with Zach and the rest of the roster, the rest of the roster. And then against the wizards, which clutch Kuz, by the way, we'll talk about him in just a moment. <laughs> um, so tell me what happened. Cause I like your recaps. You're good at describing what happened. All there right. was like 10 seconds left yep, on so the clock. Bull- five seconds. Bulls are down three. Uh, inbound play. Uh, Levine gets the ball on like the corner of three point line. Um, has dub- two defenders on him. Yep, to be fair, him. looks like he kind of gets fouled, but then like dribbles in and takes a two pointer. And then you see Vucevic on the side, wide open for three, with his hands on his head. Like, what are you doing? We're down three with five seconds left. Uh, misses the shot. They GG. Lose the game over. Yep. So, I mean, look in in his defense, really quickly, it kind of seemed like he may have been fouled so maybe he was trying to get like the continuation to try and get like an and one i but uh, i heard that as well but he was he was the thing is he was driving like through them like past the three-point line but even if he got a foul so if he got a foul where he thought he got fouled it wasn't at the three-point line no it still would have been two free throws and he he would have to make the and one i guess but like that makes no sense he should be taking the three is the main point i i saw the replay and i saw the commentators trying to cover for him by saying that they thought it looked like he might have got fouled. But even they were like, what are you doing not taking the three? <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to just go straight out. That was a bad call. I don't yeah. I think that was a per- I don't think that was a foul. Yeah, it it wasn't enough contact to be a foul to be honest because the player like went for it and then kind of like went back. I think it was Dylan Wright and he was kind of like, the, like oh, I didn't the foul. The contact was minimal. Yeah. He pulled back very quickly. It didn't affect the shot. Yeah. He wasn't he wasn't gathered until the con like the he was trying to do like a, a bad Harden play almost like he yeah. felt the contact, then like went into his step step into the shot. But by then the foul like if it was a foul it hadn't actually affected the shot in my opinion. The reason why it clanked was because he rushed it. And at least even if you get fouled, at least try and go for the three point shot so you get the three free throws right like don't push through and then try and take a mid anyway it just made i don't know why he drove into two here's the thing right he pulled the double with five seconds to go so he's he's got the ball he's gone he's got a double you still have time to throw it to someone to do a catch and shoot yeah and obviously look I'll, i'll be the first to say obviously it's very easy for us in in hindsight to go this is what he should have done we've got all the angles we can obviously like that's true. It's different, but the difference between a star and a superstar, right? Zach's been a star on a bad team for a long time. Yeah. And this was the point where we thought he'd become a superstar. 
right? He's finally got people that can help him out. He doesn't have to do everything himself. Mm. And he's getting, honestly, he's getting showed up by DeMar DeRozan. Well, that's the thing. He led the team in scoring for like about four seasons straight. DeMar comes in and leads the team in scoring now. So I think the biggest thing for me is that, like you said, he kind of stood out as a superstar on a not great team. And then now that he's kind of got pieces around him, he's still not like leading the team. He's just one of the players he's- there. But most importantly, he's still like got the mentality well look i might be judging a bit much but he's still got like the mentality that i'm gonna be the one to take the shot we've seen demar look to be fair he's injured so he wasn't in this game but demar has hit some crazy clutch shots but you've still got vucevic like wide open you've got kobe white who's not a bad guy like he needs to trust the team more and he's trying to take it crazy shots so. just just sounds like a him versus everyone else kind of thing and it's yep. not that like anymore and Which look kind we, of lines up with some of the locker room like yeah look we too, are being so. a little harsh like there's definitely times where like when you watch the game he does pass to other people yep. but then there's also times where i feel like he does take a shot when he should have looked for that extra pass yeah a little little advice so yeah. so it's look i and so i guess we come back to we're, we're being quite hard, harsh on on levine he i think yeah he needs to be there's there's still that step to go. I think he yeah. could be a superstar. He's got the potential. He's oh, for sure. He's but he needs to now play better than ever before, and he's just not making good decisions. Yeah, especially with the team missing players, like borderline not even in the play-ins. Like they need to step it up at this point because they've made a lot of moves in the last couple of seasons to and get this a, to be. Look, it's team. a great team. Yeah, it's a great team that kind of falls apart without having Lonzo Ball there. Yeah, they're still missing Lonzo without Demar. With yeah, so they they've got multiple injuries. But like this team, when they've got all their players, we saw how dominant they were up to third at one point last season. Yeah, like, they can be a great so team. It's, so it's really sad because a clip yeah. came out of Lonzo the other day, which we just found where he's running on a treadmill, but there's an obvious like limp. Yeah. So it's. And I, I was reading into the comments just to try and get remember the background because this happened last year. It's been yeah, over a it's year, been a long injury, but yeah. it was it was a it was a, a like I think it was a standard like ACL tear. It was surgery, two months. He should be back, fine, right? Yeah. It's been so. I think it's very concerning that something that should have been a routine two month sort of thing has taken over a year, and he's still not. Doesn't look he's anywhere close. Like with mm-hmm. that sort of limp, he wouldn't go anywhere near a basketball. Sounds court. like there are definitely complications in there somehow. Uh, I know it's occasionally when you injure something, it can kind of heal incorrectly a little well, bit. We had to redo the surgery. Oh, yeah, true, yeah. So, obviously, there's been... Which is really sad, because yeah. we're, we're big fans of the Bulls. Yeah. It's, maybe not... Bro, LeVar. out of context, that quote is bad, my guy. <laughs> we're not fans of LeVar. He's entertaining. But Lamelo and Lonzo are very talented yeah. bowlers. Yeah. Is that better? Yeah, well, uh, that's okay. We'll, we'll clip it. I like <laughs> balls, guys. I like the balls. But oh, man. it's it's just really sad that, uh, especially with how much like rubbish he had to deal with in LA. I was so excited when when Lonzo went to the Pelicans and then went to Chicago. It's just a real, real shame. Yeah. Uh, so the number, I guess, the number one question we can make this a hot sauce, hot sauce of the day. Uh, play the song. Do the Bulls blow it up? Yes or no? Yes, according to your logic. Kind of like we're talking about with the Pacers. They showed sparks of potential. I don't think it's quite enough, considering how competitive the East is now. The Cavs have risen up. Uh, The Nets are now back in form. I think they blow it up. Otherwise, they're kind of in the middle. Uh, I I think maybe give it at least a season, maybe, to see how it goes. Like, maybe not right now. Okay, uh, let's let's change the question. Do you blow it up right now? Ugh. Which apparently they've been very close to doing, and then they get a silly win against like a silly yeah. team, and then they 
they keep Gosh, thinking. That is such a hard question because it seems almost like too soon, like give it a bit more time. I think later down the en- end of the season, at this point, I would say yes, they, they should have because I think by the end, they're not going to be much better. So I will say no. Okay. But I have one caveat. Yep. The only caveat I have is obviously they have a much better idea of... And this this all hinges on Lonzo. Yeah. Lonzo is the missing piece on this team. They they need his... Him and Caruso's defense are the only way that you can defend enough to then let your, your inefficient defenders like Levine and DeMar go off, right? Yeah. So this is only feasible in my mind because then if you have Lonzo Ball starting or coming off the bench and you've got Caruso either opposite to that and then you can basically opposite Caruso and, and Lonzo together so yep. that you've got more... De- and then if you need to do the, the two guards of doom, you've got the two guards of doom <laughs> to lock someone down. So I would say, and, and only the Bulls know this answer, they know how bad Lonzo is yeah. in its entirety. They know exactly what's going on with him. We are getting fed drip fed what's going on and look it doesn't look good i will say but we don't the the, at the end of the day we don't know what's going on yeah it's been a pretty closely guarded secret the bulls have really held on like held that card tight to the chest we really don't know what's going with lonzo yeah if lonzo has a six to twelve month time return this end of this season or beginning of next season yep which I know uh, it's not a helpful answer. So if 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 he's got a six to twelve month window of making it back a hundred percent, I think you try to hold on. Yeah, I'd agree with that. If if you know there's a chance of him coming back and contributing at least close to what he used to, then sure. Because he's I, I I honestly do think that if he's there, healthy, doing what he was doing before, this team is miles better. Yeah, I mean, much improved three point shooter. Honestly, was one of the best efficiency when he was healthy. Uh, defensively, great. Yeah, I think. Great, contribute. great pass first point guard, which yep. is what they need. Him and Definitely. Caruso, the Caruso, <laughs> uh, would be fantastic. But yep. that's that's he's the glue. If if he's not back anytime soon, I think you just cut your losses, you blow it up. Especially like people like Caruso would get a pretty nice little package behind him. Yeah, that's he's the because per- Caruso and we love Caruso here. We don't get to see him as much now. That he's not in the Lakers because big market he shows up yeah. more but caruso is the perfect player because he's he hasn't got a big head he hasn't got a big ego he'll always do exactly what he'll come off the bench he'll start he'll do whatever you want and he'll always do his job you tell him what yeah. exactly you want him to do he's not gonna get greedy or or fight with like he'll do his job and that's how he got into league and that's how he's gonna stay in the league he if the bulls blow it up and everyone's available I think Caruso would be one of the more sought-after people because he's only on a, what, three-year, 30 million, something yeah, like that. Yeah, around about that, I think, yeah. It's very, very achievable to move a couple of people and get him in yeah. and instantly make your team better. Instantly. Exactly. Every team needs role players. So, speaking of role players, should Good. we quickly talk about Jay Crowder? Jay Crowder. J-Dog. Yes. Oh tell tell those ladies to stop calling you Ben. <laughs> not at all um <laughs> uh, this is this, honestly the whole jay crowder situation has really really baffled me yeah and i almost forgot about it because it's he's just not been playing and then news starts to come out and you're like oh that's right i totally forgot it's it's just interesting that he's not playing and the suns are struggling 
at right now. They have yep. so many injuries. So yeah, Booker's out at least for multiple, multiple more weeks. Uh, Chris Paul's out. He's been DeAndre out for Aiden's eight. day-to-day. No. Cameron Payne. They've got pretty much all of their players. <laughs> Crowder stopped playing at the beginning of the season because they weren't going to start him. That That's the official rumor, right? Mm. And Jay has since come out and said... Oh, apparently not. Not Jay, but apparently a rumor's come out that the Phoenix, his Phoenix teammates, support him for sitting out. Apparently, because like Jay's confused that the coaches don't value him or something. I think they're all they're saying that they like miss him and they want him back as well. Uh, trying to say that he's valuable to the team, but the irony is that he's sitting out because he wasn't starting. With all the injuries they have, he probably he could yeah, be starting. He right would have started like <laughs> honestly. You would have played like one or two weeks coming off the bench, yeah. and then everyone would have got hurt, and you would have been starting again. And I don't yeah. understand. Now you're kind of just this question mark. We don't know if you're fit. We don't know how well you're actually playing right now. Yeah. There's nothing to run off. Because apparently he's still he's still grinding and still staying fit. But yeah, I mean, look, he's had some off moments on the Suns, but generally he's a good piece on a lot of playoff teams. He's been on a lot of teams. There's a reason why. Exactly. he's good at what he does. And the Suns now are sitting in 10th, like kind of borderline even play-ins. And this is a team that made the finals but a few years ago. I feel like they really need these role players like Crowder to be there to kind of keep them well, going. They, they just can't get a trade going. Well, yeah. It's just, for me, I just, I don't know. Maybe the team is being nice about it. Like, I personally, I think I'd be pretty frustrated. No matter what the reason was, at the end of the day, Crowder has made things bad to the point that either the organization has said stay home or he's said I'm staying home or yeah. it's a mixture of both and that's not a great situation and it's putting I don't want to yeah he's putting himself before the team yeah which is and I, I get it right he's on his contract here. he's trying to get a better contract like obviously coming off the bench versus starting would change some of his stats a little bit and that is for someone like him that does go into his contract negotiations on what he's averaging but just look at the way like He's going from a contender to not even... Like, these guys may not even make the play-ins. Yeah. In fact, on that note, I might even make a make a prediction for the board and it might come Ooh. with a little little juicy thing. Okay, okay. Uh, oh, I don't know how hard I go with this. So, honestly, like, look. When, no they, when they get their players back, when they get, obviously, Booker, CP3, Aiton, like, consistently back, th- I mean, that's, that's their best players. So, obviously, they're not going to do well without him. But... I don't know. I feel like this team peaked when they made the finals. I, I, I think so too. I was so high on the Suns like last season because I loved how they had so many options, depth, they were moving the ball. But I don't know what it is. Just this season, it's not the same team. They they ran it back and it's just, it's not, it, it this, the, the team, that they've, they've kept everything the same. I don't think they've lost anyone. Yeah. If anything, they've added pieces. I think they made a good couple of moves. Yeah. And, this team doesn't look the same at all. And just the Aiton drama with not even talking to the coach of the off season. I don't know what it is, but I'm willing to say that they make the playoffs, but their first round exit. I'm locking in first round exit, Ooh. which sounds it sounds like a bit of a cop out. But look, I think even if they make plans, they're likely to maybe make playoffs. But yeah, I'm going to say first round exit. I can't see this team performing the same way it did. And if I'm wrong, because it's the Suns, which are hot, I'll do super hot sauce. I've already got the cinnamon challenge lined up, but I'm going to do the hot ones. Apollo, like the hottest out oh of all of them. Oh my goodness! I will. I will do that. Okay. So. 
I'm gonna regret this immediately. No, let's see. Okay, so just just to clarify, you're gonna bet that the Phoenix Suns will be a first round exit. I shouldn't have said first round exit. I should have said later. But no, I will say first round exit. No, honestly, I'm gonna I'm, say it because I'm gonna say that if they do make a, playoffs, they'll a be like they don't even make the play-ins. I'm gonna say if they make playoffs, it'll be like seventh or eighth seed or even sixth. And the way that these top teams are performing, like Nuggets, Grizzlies, even Mavs can get hot in the playoffs if Luka goes wild. I don't know. I reckon it can happen. So. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Um, to finish out, that that's a big call. We we'll have to add that yep. to the board. I really like that. Just to finish out, uh, let's let's start on a finish out with a good thing. The Hornets the other week they were playing the Bucks. The Hornets are having an absolute shocker of a season. I don't even know. Like, isn't it? It's just it's just typical Hornets. Like they play a yeah. little bit good one year and then the next year they're back to being terrible. Yeah. But in a weird win against the Bucks, they did tie the league record the nba record for most points in one quarter which is 51 they yeah. just absolutely lit off and it's it just really sucks that like for some reason they suck the rest of the time because this team is a lot of fun when they're going well yeah. lamello is a stud yeah unfortunately the team as a whole is not uh sitting bottom of the east but i mean yeah lamello obviously one of the bigger talents we've seen in the last Look, few years they can get another top uh, a top five pick I think would really turn this team around and slash or a top 10, but they're going yeah. the right way about it. I think we're especially with the whole Mikel Bridges issue. Um, Who was actually the leading scorer last season, had a breakout season as well. And now they've lost him. So I think just tank. rumors <laughs> that he's close to coming back. They've sort of waited okay. for all the issues to die down a bit more. And he's still technically on the, like, I think they've technically got his bird rights. Right. Okay. Still. So if he was to come back, they have the first pick, which I think maybe just tank this season. Wait for un- it's unfortunate, but he will be back. It's the NBA. Money speaks. He's yeah. going to get away with it. But sounds like he's not completely. It's a bit of both. We've gone over it. It's a, it's an unfortunate situation. Yep. Um, but if they get a top five pick with Mikel Bridges and Lamelo, and then I think you should. I think you should uh, trade Scary Terry. Personally, yeah, he's getting a little bit old. While he's still got some value, move him. Get yeah. something back. He can just help him help him run the tank tank machine for now, uh, and then get better picks. And but I think that's probably the best call: get a really solid player to pair with Lamelo, run the team, and just get pieces from oh, there. Just so. get a better center, please. Yeah, I think that's been a big love you, problem Plumley, there, but so. you're, yeah. you're a bench at best. Um, so thanks for listening to episode thirty-eight: clutching threes and clutching knees. Make some noise if you think that the NBA should do more to protect their players from injury, because we think yep. they should. Because it really sucks when you see teams that should be playing better, but they're not because of injuries. And I think that injuries could be reduced. 100%. So like, subscribe, shout out to uh, my girlfriend and my girlfriend's mum who have been listening. They listen to the podcast and they've been putting five stars on it. Hey, let's go. So (laughs) make sure you like and put five stars down because it helps us a lot. We're really pushing hard this year to to try and get the opinions, uh, opinions out there a bit more. So... Check out all our socials and we out of here. See ya.